0: that Arrive app? Well, that nifty app that allowed you to get across the border sure has cost you a lot of money. Canada's Auditor General has found that those involved in contracting, developing, and implementing the uh, Arrive Can application showed a, quote, glaring disregard for basic management practices. According to Auditor General Karen Hogan, Canadians ultimately paid too much for the application. There's plenty of uh, blame to go around to various federal departments. That includes the Canadian Border Services Agency, the Public Health Agency of Canada, and the Public Services and Procurement Canada as well. Now the report says that the cost of the app was at $59.5 million, more than the estimated $54 million, but the true cost, get this, was impossible to calculate because of CBSA's poor financial record keeping. Now in examining the paperwork connected to the Border app, um, uh, Ms. Hogan's team of investigators found that CBSA heavily relied on external help, which increased the cost far beyond the initial contract, which was in April of 2020, which was valued at, get this, $2.35 million. So from $2.35 million, we've gone to $59.5 million. Here's Auditor General Karen Hogan expressing her disappointment in the findings. I have to say that I am deeply concerned by what this audit didn't find. We didn't find records to accurately show how much was spent on what, who did the work, or how and why contracting decisions were made. And that paper trail should have existed. Overall, this audit shows a glaring disregard for basic management and contracting practices throughout ArriveCAN's development and implementation. That was Auditor General Karen Hogan speaking earlier today uh, on her report on the can apple. Well, let's go to the Globe and Mail's Deputy Ottawa Bureau Chief, Bill Curry, who has been following this story for many, many months now. Bill, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for the invite. Lots to talk about here. Uh, were you expecting uh, such uh, a damning report yourself? I know you've followed this story for a while now. Were you expecting uh, the words to be this strong?
1: Um, well, it's possible. I mean, we've certainly had a lot of uh, public hearings to follow, you know, all while lately. So there's definitely a lot of smoke. So I guess not terribly surprising. But uh, I think that the, the strength of uh, Auditor General Karen Hogan's words were, uh, I guess, um, I think certainly uh, noteworthy. Especially when she was talking about, you know, she's been in the Auditor for decades. She's been the Auditor General for about four years now. And she's never seen anything like this in terms of like just the lack of basics when it comes to paperwork and accounting to make sure that if you're going to pay an invoice, you actually have an invoice that describes what it is that you're paying for. That kind of thing was missing and she was very concerned about that. So that really jumped out.
0: Was there any uh, sense of why it was uh, so poorly managed? As you said, she referred to it as a glaring disregard for basic management practices. Any sense of why uh, it, it was so badly done?
1: Not really, and that perhaps is probably one of the frustrating parts about this report. Is we're still, we're still not getting the whole story here. Is this just um, incompetence, of people, or is it something more serious? Like we, we, do know the RCMP is poking around on the fringes of this. It's, they've said they're not investigating a can per se, but there's some other allegations that uh, past contractors have made about some of the same people and the same. Uh, contractors, and so the RCMP is looking around to that. So um, is this something more serious? The Auditor General, when we asked her that question, she said, well, you know, that's my, my area of expertise. If the RCMP wants to dig around it and see if there is criminality in all of this, then that's up to them. But but she didn't uh, go down that road to say one way or the other whether she thought this was criminal.
0: Was there not a, a point that initially they thought the cost of this app would have been about $2.5 million, or roughly in that range? Uh, instead of what we see now, uh, according to the report, the cost of the app is at fifty nine point five million.
1: Yeah, or even last two, at the times the CBSA had said the original cost was eighty thousand dollars. So, their explanation on this has been that if you recall, during the pandemic, um, the federal cabinet through orders and council kept changing all of the. Rules at the border, and every time the rules at the border were changed, it required the app to be updated, and that is their rationale for why these costs escalated so much. But um, you know, the Auditor General is not buying that. She says there's there's no you can't use the pandemic as an excuse for this. She says, you know, there just simply was not enough checking to find out. You know, sure, maybe in the in the heat of the moment, at the very start of the pandemic, April 2022, 20 sorry 2020. Maybe, yes, you did need to uh, buy some high-priced consultants to get this out the door. But at a certain point, she said these kind of contracts should have some kind of escape clause where you can go back and check, you know, do we still need these people? Um, She points out that the federal government IT workers are a lot less expensive than uh, outside consultants. So so there could have been avenues to save money. And yet what she found is that um, instead what they actually did was They went back to the – GC Strategies was the main private company that got the first uh, few um, um, sole source contracts to work on this. And and rather than put it back in-house or have a fully public competition, she says what they did is they actually brought GC Strategies in and they were involved in writing what would be a public bid for a $25 million contract, and it was so narrowly worded that only GC Strategies applied and they got that contract. So she says that raises a lot of issues for her.
0: And has GC Strategies that you know of done uh, technical work like this, high-tech work, developing apps in the past?
1: Well, and that's, a, that's an, another unusual part of this story is GC Strategies. They're getting millions and millions of dollars from federal departments all across the federal government. Here. And um, after our reporting, uh, the principals were called to committee and we got to learn a little bit more about their business. And GC Strategies is just two people, uh, Christian First and Darren McDonald. They do not have an office. They work work from home and they do not do any IT work themselves. They essentially have carved out a niche where they win contracts, win large contracts, and then they find subcontractors to do the work. And so that kind of raises questions as to whether that's the most efficient way to do it, especially after they said that they pay themselves 15 to 30% of the total value of contracts. So you know, off of 19 million, they're getting up to 30% of that, just for the two of them. So a lot of money going to these two gentlemen. And the second place company, Dalian, is also a company with two people that does a similar business. So uh, a lot of questions through all of this about the structure of uh, using middlemen, essentially, uh, as go-betweens to find IT workers instead of hiring the IT workers themselves. And, I think as a result of that, there's going to be some changes in the way the federal government uh, hires IT help.
0: And has there been any uh, public information that points to whether GC Strategies and their principles or or the other company you mentioned have had any uh, connection to the uh, federal government, the federal Liberal Party at all?
1: No. At the moment, this seems to be largely an issue about public servants and private contractors. Um, There's no real... um, Allegation that Liberal ministers or politicians are involved at this stage.
0: Uh, what have been the what's uh, the political fallout been like today with this report?
1: Well, Pierre Polyev really jumped on this because it was his motion back in November 2022 that called for this report. Um, it passed in Parliament with the, over the objections of uh, Liberal MPs and Green Party MPs. So uh, he says essentially that this confirms his concerns that uh in his view the liberal government is not uh careful with tax dollars that you know to spend 60 billion dollars on an app that had a lot of problems including sending ten thousand people into quarantine at the risk of high high, uh funding it was not warranted by the facts you know there's a lot of issues with this app uh you know when it was in place so um he also raises a lot of questions about the contractors there's, there's related hearings that are going on at the Government Operations Committee as well, and, and there's some questions as to where that's going to go now because um, uh, while this has all been going on, the, the Canada Border Services Agency has been doing its own internal report uh, and investigation, and they've kind of come up with a preliminary report that they gave to some of the MPs on the committee, and just last week was pretty dramatic. The the, three of the parties involved were so alarmed by what they read in this thing, uh, which we have not seen, that they essentially uh, suspended hearings and they're kind of debating whether they should still be having public hearings if there's an ongoing internal review and what it sounds like a police investigation where potentially charges are being contemplated. So that's kind of the big debate now. Conservatives view this as like a liberal cover-up, liberals claim that they're being Responsible, and they don't want to interfere with uh, a serious investigation. So that's kind of like the next, uh, the next step in terms of Parliament, uh, what it does with this information, and then where the two sides are at.
0: So, needless to say, uh, this is not ending anytime soon. There's still a lot that's going to go, and this this story certainly, uh, there'll be a lot more coming uh, in the months ahead.
1: Absolutely, yeah. We'll want to find out what it, that the CBSA finds. Um, we'll see if the RCMP does anything. And there could be some more, uh, I think it's likely there will be more committee hearings and documents and that kind of thing.
0: Bill, thank you for your time.
1: All right. Thanks a lot.